Alrighty, good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Collective. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Mike White. Mike, what are you drinking today? I uh, I just finished up the old classic White Monster, Old Faithful, and I have a, a big glass of ice water here because uh, I've been not good about my water intake. It's not been mm. good for me. It makes me feel pretty, pretty shit. So mm. we're, we're working on it. What do you got? I saw you've had like 19 beverages next to you this morning. So, so my ADHD is awesome. So I've got, um, I forget the name of it, but there's a nootropic from Ambrosia Labs that I've been taking. Mm. It tastes like cherry limeade. So I've got that in a Powerade bottle. I've got a cold brew that my lovely friend brought me. Um, and then I've got a rainbow sherbet rain that I've been also working on. As I say, I saw you nursing the rain and the cold brew. I was like, dude, that's an it's aggressive a- move. That's all I know, baby. Listen, I, <laughs> I'm rocking and rolling today. I got like five plans to write. I'm uh-huh. good. Yeah, I've got calls, and it's a busy day. I, I think just the the smell of a rain, just the scent alone, all that caffeine from the from the smell of the beverage would send me into caffeine fueled psychosis. I'm chasing that. So. Oh, My good. goal is if we're on like a one to 10 scale, right? And 10 is pure <laughs> schizophrenia. I'm shooting for my most productive that I can be as a human is about an 8.7. So we're chasing yeah, an 8.7. Much, much over like maybe a two and a half. I'm going to start like <laughs> peering out the blinds, thinking someone's <laughs> outside waiting to get me. Like if I walk by a bush, I'm going to be nervous thinking someone's in there with like a stick and they're going to hit me over the head. My, my, that reminds me of my favorite, like Tom Segura bit where he's talking about his driver who would talk about how he loves smoking crack and then peeping out of his peephole and staring at people walking by. <laughs> the same energy for sure. Yeah. But you know, for most people, it takes like hardcore drugs to reach that level of paranoia. I just need like 250 to 300 milligrams of caffeine. And, and then I become that paranoid. I'm going to like be walking around my house with a bat just in case. <laughs> these demons bro but yeah yo thank god i live by myself because if i had a roommate it's weird i used to be like totally fine with caffeine yeah and and, you know now if i had a roommate dude i would just be walking around with a bat they think i'm some kind of lunatic they'd see this like (laughs) 245 pound dude walking around just like peering out the blinds with a bat over their shoulder it just would not be good (laughs) i am not there anymore i went through that phase for a little bit where like uh, uh, a small cold brew from Starbucks would send me over the edge and I could see sound. Whereas mm-hmm. now I'm like in this really lovely spot where granted I'm not going to finish all three of them. Like these are not getting done anytime soon. I will be sipping on all of them all day. Like, Oh, see, okay. The crux is my issue. I, I want to preface this with the fact I don't drink uh, alcohol. Maybe like, I can probably count on, I can recall over the last maybe like 18 months, every time I've had a drink, it's probably been maybe 10 times, if that. But I do have a drinking problem in the sense that I cannot pace myself with a drink. Mm -hmm. As soon as it's open, it's getting chugged. Ask anyone that has like been out to dinner or like lunch with me. The the Diet Cokes cannot hit the table fast enough. I usually have like two or three two or three drinks because uh, one or two is they're always going to be empty. Um, so if I have a coffee, 
like I have a, an espresso in my kitchen. It makes like a when I am finished, like I usually make a, an americano. It's maybe like seven or eight ounces, yeah, of of coffee. It's like three swallows for me, oh, and yeah. then it's done. Yeah, but see, I do that with everything. So if I had a rain and a coffee both open next to me, I would pretty much chug one of them, and then as soon as I wanted something tasty or any kind of hydration, I would just chug the next one. So I'd have 600 milligrams of caffeine in about a 10 minute window. And I think that's when I start freaking out. I can't, I can't slowly titrate the drinks. It's all in or I'm all out. Yeah. And then your, your adrenals get smacked in the face in 10 minutes time. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, I'm texting my friends like, why can't I sleep at night? Why yeah. am I hearing things that aren't there? Why am I hallucinating? <laughs> why, why am I punching drywall all day? Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I, I'm like, I've got pretty good. If I have this many drinks, I'm good about it. Cause it's just like, I'll cycle through, right? I'll just take a sip of each as I'm going or whatever sounds the best. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the rainbow sherbet rain is so fucking sweet. There's no way that I can doubt Dude, it. I have a hot take. I think rains are dog water. I think they suck think that we're gonna have to end this podcast <laughs> they, they they just it to me they taste like if i were to pour a bottle of wendex over ice and then squirt some mio into it okay. and then someone handed it to me okay. okay that's what they taste like whereas like the the classic white monster it's crispy it's refreshing Spicy. it's not overly sweet yeah. the carbonation in it it's a lovely amount it you know tingles through for your mouth a little bit I'm a, a good, I'm a white monster enthusiast. I, I I love a white monster. I love monsters in general. I yeah. I didn't like the strawberry one. I had it recently. I thought it was. Totally it was it's fine. They're fine. They're okay. It, it tastes like a strawberry whispered in the other room, and you just caught like a, <laughs> a hint of it. Right. Uh, it's not uh, as artificial as I would prefer it. As I am a dumpster fire of a human, I have found G Fuel is probably my favorite brand, line of energy drinks currently. Uh huh. Because oh, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. They're not like overly caffeinated, and or uh-huh. they're not overly ca- excuse me, overly carbonated. That's what I meant to mm-hmm. say, and that's why I prefer. I don't want something ultra carbonated. I don't want it like McDonald's Sprite spicy, right? <laughs> I don't want it there because a McDonald's Sprite is only my only cure all for a hangover when I do drink. Uh-huh. So that's a special place for me. That carbonation uh-huh. relates to hangover. So I like G Fuel because it's not overly carbonated, but. Uh-huh. Like, I will say, well, I have, I don't know the exact dosages, but like their focus blend in there is phenomenal, and I also love the branding that everything is just video game oriented. Makes yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a sucker for that stuff. It works for me as a kid. Yeah, it still works for me now. It's a 26 year old man. Yeah, um, a 26 year old kid. So, but yeah. dude, have you had um, the the Gatorade energy drinks? I tried one. They're yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, shout out real quick, Taylor Moore, one of my buddies. I never knew that Gatorade made an energy drink. And then I see him posting them on his on his Instagram story. And mm-hmm. now I'm I'm intrigued. I need to have one. I'm a I want to sample, as you guys heard in the last podcast, and it was like, you know, four score and seven years ago. But <laughs> we'll talk about that. I, I, I do like my beverages. I like a sweet beverage. So now I, I need to find the Gatorade energy drinks and, and get my hands on them. I know that you don't drink frequently, but they do now make monsters that are 6% alcohol by volume. Interesting. I know they have a, they have a alcoholic Mountain Dew. They do. And I think 
that would very quickly throw me into a face of being blacked out because Mountain Dew is it's uh gut it's it's so good. Code red fucks, dude. The, like, I don't care what kind it is. I like it all. I, I don't yeah. discriminate. Um, I'm an equal opportunity consumer of Mountain Dew, but um, shit, where are they going with that? Oh, the uh, have you had a, a Zion's energy drink? I don't know if they're still in business. It's like the the weirdest spelling. It's like X Y C I E N C E Zion's or no? I think I had an extra C in there, but I remember in high school. There's only one gas station by me that that carried them. They have the best blue raspberry flavor of all time. Dude, I remember these. Yeah. Oh, my God. They still make them. You can get them on they Amazon. They do? Yeah. You can get them on Amazon. I'm, I might order some to the house. Dude, I remember these. Uh-huh. Because I remember the Fuji Apple can, the white and gold can. I remember that. Oh, yeah. That was a good one, the Fuji Apple. That was nice. Dude. It was nice. It was, it was light. It was refreshing. Good play, Mike. Good play. Yeah, dude, I, I'm a like. There's a sommeliers for wine. I'm an energy drink and diet soda sommelier. <laughs> I have a complex and deep knowledge of zero calorie beverages. When it, when it comes to gas station snacks, I am a sommelier of. Sweets. Yeah, I say I would default to you on that. I dude, I'm telling you, I I follow so many snack hunter pages on Instagram, so I know when stuff's being released, I can't. and I go hunt it down, and I find yeah. it every time. I if I were to do that, I'd reach a, a level of obesity not quite yet seen by the human eye. <laughs> I'm fighting it every day, dude. I'm yeah, fighting it every day, dude. I swear. Speaking of speaking of some exciting news, I told Chris this. Mm-hmm. I have picked out my shows for the 2023 season. Yeah, very exciting. Not going to announce any dates in here yet because uh, you know the, the, those plans are always subject to change, especially when things are really far out. But I'm very excited. It's going to be uh, a hell of a time making weight, though. It's going to be a son of a bitch to make weight, but that's what you. <laughs> yeah. want. That's what you want. Yeah, right. I have also we and you have you and I have discussed it for three months now, but I think yeah. we're we're going to pull the trigger on the my season as well. Very nice. I have uh, to to segue into this as we apologize for our probably now three listeners, previously six. Um, yeah, we've definitely lost. We've definitely lost the majority of them. We've lost a majority of them. Um, yeah. I, we are very sorry about our absence. As I got very sick, I got like an upper respiratory infection that turned to bronchitis, and then Mike and I have also played the game of we record every Wednesday at nine, and we've either alternated me accidentally sleeping through my alarm or Mike accidentally sleeping through his alarm yep. every other time that we've <laughs> So now we're here. Yep. Yeah. So we're sorry, guys. Hey, we're, sorry. We, we, uh, we're only human. We are only yep. human. Sometimes we, we are sleepy, yeah, and so we, we sleep. <laughs> yeah, because we both work until a midnight every night, so we just have awesome yeah. schedules. Because we both have just dog shit time management skills. Horrible. Dude, <laughs> if I like understood how to manage time, I could probably be like rule the world by this point. But yeah, I, just, I don't. We, you know, God can't give us all of His gifts, right? No, no. <laughs> he, he didn't give me many, and He sure shit didn't give me that one. I did not earn that one. Um, 
but yeah, so I've taken the last almost month off of training. Um, yeah. I went to DC a couple of weeks ago to visit some of my best buddies. And so the week leading into it, it was the end sort of coming to the end of my last push. And I was just running into the fatigue hole that I could not dig out of. So I deloaded for like nine sessions and nothing was changing. I still had aches and pains. Performance was still shit. And so I was like, I'm going to just take, because I traveled to DC on Thursday. So I was like, I'm going to take Wednesday through Monday off of training entirely. Give my body a break. Enjoy myself. Let everything relax. Like eat intuitively. And the day I got back from DC, I got sick. And so, and started my cruise all at the same time. So I dropped a lot of weight very quickly. And now I feel like a tiny little bitch boy. And I've trained twice since February, like 20th, I think. Mm. So we're yeah. just now getting back into the swing of things. I'm training like three days this week and hoping recovery will permit me to do so. So I'm eat, like, eat more food. Eat more eat, food. I'm trying to. I say I'm trying to. I've been consistently doing the thing where I work from like 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. and then realize how hungry I am and I eat one massive meal and then I go to bed. But I uh, intermittent with, fasting, as they call it. Yeah, and we're in a borderline binge. But I'm waking up super dry <laughs> and lean. Ever like I'm just getting tighter doing this, and I'm like, well, well, yeah, because you're not eating. That's why. I know. I know. I know. But I'm like, maybe it's helping my insulin sensitivity. No bullshit. This is just how I'm justifying. Uh, yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of data to suggest that having. Uh, a very large calorically dense meal like that actually blunts insulin sensitivity for like up to two and a half days. Well, you know what, Mike, I'm getting peeled, dude. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So, so it's something that I'm actively trying to improve on. Um, yes, but we're- I'm just going to start sending you pictures every time I eat. So every about hour and a half, you're going to get a picture of a meal from me. I'm just going to start cooking and remind remind you to eat. I will. I will. I'll, I'll follow that. Whatever you do, I'll do. I'll just, you know what? Yeah. We'll make that okay. blood pact right now. <laughs> I think I'll be fine. This week is when I'm really trying to actually, like I've gotten an appetite back. Cause like I've been, uh-huh. dude, I've been struggling with hunger cues since my show. Like I think genuinely just, uh, just start shooting GHRP six. Yeah. Does it's, it? a, it's a, it's a, it's a fragment of growth hormone that just makes you, ravenous doesn't mk also kind of push i've heard some people like it sounds like it's a little bit placebo yeah so 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 mk uh for those of you guys who don't know mk it's it's a growth hormone secretagogue so it, it binds to receptors in your brain to secrete more growth hormone um and one of the side effects of it is increased hunger but something you have to be careful with is mk also decreases your insulin sensitivity pretty hard yeah. um uh, in some cases, for some people, more than GH does. Um, so if you are going to use MK, it's something you should take into account. You know, make yeah. sure you're tracking your your fasted blood glucose as well as your post meal, like an hour and a half, two hours post meal, like your blood glucose as well. When I'm in the flow of eating, I, I like to use um, ginger root extract, like 500 milligrams twice a day in between meals with like, you have to drink with like 40 ounces of water or you will likely get an upset tummy. But that that's been something that I've used in the past to just like, uh, like make my appetite unnecessarily high. I'm just not hmm. there yet. I've, I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of success with it. My athletes, I've been using it for a couple of years now. For, for, for me, uh, as far as increasing hunger, 
I know the first thing I do is is make sure people's like gut is all right. So yeah. in in the sense of like, are you feeling like bloated and nasty for like two hours after your meal? If yes, maybe we need to look into things like glutamine or zinc carnosine or some like pre-meal uh, betaine hydrochloride, which I've, I've started using a lot more recently with my bigger meals, mostly like my my more fat dense meals I like to have some betaine um, thrown in there. And that's been helping me a lot. So Chris and I were talking about this and I've talked about it with like friends and clients. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I do know why, but there's like this switch that has been flipped in my body where I went from having to force feed six meals a day to now I'm eating seven times a day at a minimum. Uh, and my meals are bigger and I'm typically eating another meal or two on top of that. Um, it's likely a, a reduction of stress. It's probably the fact that my anxiety is better managed uh, between SSRIs. And then I've started journaling as well. That's been good for me. So I, I do some meditation. I do some journaling, both of which have been really good because it just lets me get thoughts out of my head and I don't stew on them like the lunatic that I want to be. <laughs> um, and in turn, who would have thought my appetite is fucking sky high? Um, which has been good because now I'm a 245 pound lad and I, my training is going well. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited. It's, I think I'm in a good place to start prep soon. That's what I'm saying, dude. And I'm so excited for you. I, you also weigh about 12 pounds more than me, <laughs> yes. which is wild to think about. Like <laughs> it makes me a little bit sad. I miss, I loved being too, like the peak of my push, I was 251 fasted so i was stepping in the gym at like two with clothes on i was like closer to 260 when i would train and it was awesome. uh, sick and then the lowest weigh in so i dropped a little bit of weight obviously um leading into it from the deload and everything else so i started pulling food down a little bit so i went to dc i think at like 241 probably and then i always lose weight from flying and i got about oh yeah me as well i got about thirty five thousand steps on that saturday and obviously oh didn't eat. Enough. It hurt. And I was wearing, dude, I was wearing my taxis. I was wearing a pair of ones and I got 35. Yeah, that's a poor choice. My feet hurt so bad. I didn't expect us to walk that much. So I got back, I think I was probably 234 mm-hmm. and then got sick. Lowest weight that I saw on the scale was 228. I haven't been 228 since like three weeks after my show in June of last year. Yeah. So I just started, that's small for you. It's Thank you. It felt really great. And so I, <laughs> so I started pushing food and now I'm back up and like fasted like 233 to, I'm just trying to like, I'm just, because again, I've only done two sessions. I've done a leg session and a back session in the last week. So I'm just trying to like feed back up slowly. Cause I also don't want to just immediately get fat again. Uh, I'm going to door dash you like several pizzas a week now. <laughs> Dude, I, I made a sushi bake last night and that what the fuck is that? Okay. So you, I Are you saw, tell me you put sushi in the oven. I'll fucking no, kill you. No, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. All right, I saw all right, it on TikTok. Right. I've done it a few times. It's delicious. Jesus Christ. My blood pressure. Let's just, you got a lot of, right, go on, go on, a lot go of on. androgens right now. We Continue. need to work. Continue. <laughs> so you get, a, you get a deep set pan. Okay. You make sushi uh-huh. rice. You do a layer of sushi rice. Then uh-huh. you do a layer of avocado. 
and then you make you air fry salmon separately. Okay, and then you make well, a mixture. You've, you've already lost me. You've lost. Me. Just hear me <laughs> like out. Hear me out. I promise it's good. It's very yummy. And then you uh, like shred up imitation crab, and you mix the salmon, the imitation crab. You mix in kupi mayo, a little bit of sriracha, some soy sauce. You mix that whole mixture up, right? A little bit of teriyaki. Put a layer of that down. Then you do a layer of sesame seeds. You bake it for a little bit. You pull it out, more teriyaki sauce on top, and then you eat it with nori. You eat it with seaweed. It is delicious. What what part of this is sushi? It's sushi ingredients, Mike. Yeah, sushi ingredients. I could also saute a piece of salmon and eat it over white rice. It doesn't make it sushi. But it's the other things in it, you fuck nut. Don't even try that uh, with me. Don't even. Uh, I I just I just I, I hate this bullshit. White people gentrification, stealing cultural food, making it like this TikTok recipe. I, it's just, I'm gonna start going crazy. You know what, Mike? I should have ran it by you last night. I am so sorry that I. Yeah, no. This is with with these kind of what I would call diabolical foods. I I need to start co-signing on these. Okay. If, when 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 I go out to eat, if I get if I get sushi with someone and they start getting the shit that's like deep fried and has ninety eight different sauces and there's pieces of pineapple inside their sushi, I just start getting angry. It's 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 to me it's 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 offensive as is Five Guys. Hey, we all know, we know how I feel about Five Guys. Here but, we fucking go. Yeah, you know, I'm just yo, know, I'm just thinking. How how who who's like? Yeah, I'm gonna make this sushi roll and I'm gonna slice up some. Some mango and put it in there. No, when, and when I'm going to deep fry it, and then I'm going to put sauces on it. When I listen to me, when, go ahead, go ahead. Go when ahead, I, go when ahead. I go to sushi, I'm just like straight nigiri sashimi. Okay, that's, yeah, as you should, as you should, as a real gentleman does. I don't like I don't like fried rolls or like rolls with cream cheese in them. I think that's a Thank disgrace. You. You. I don't you. like anything Thank with cheese because you aren't supposed to pair dairy and fish together, anyways. Uh, uh-uh. no, yeah, yeah, thing. no, no. I've watched Food Network. Thank you. Um, Thank you. They just over, it's too much. Like eel roll is about as as extravagant as I choose to go, right? Because uh-huh. I love eel, but uh-huh. I'm just telling you. And I'm not saying this as to try to defend my cultural appropriation. The woman that I saw <laughs> make the sushi bake it was it was a, an Asian family. Mm-hmm. So I don't That's feel okay. as, I don't feel as if I stole. I just I just the the it's the word sushi and bake put together. Mm-hmm. Is such an insane oxymoron. It is. It is. It is. You're my, right. My my brain chemistry has been permanently altered now. I. It is a conundrum <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's why you said sushi bake. Immediately, my blood pressure spiked about nine hundred points. I, like, looked, I almost started bleeding out of my pores. <laughs> I saw you look straight up at the ceiling, and your brain. <laughs> Your brain can control all delete reset for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Reboot. Like I, 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 I didn't know where I was for a minute. I'm so sorry. I, I promise it's, right. it's really it's yummy right. though. For for all I can I'm, I'm sure it tastes. I'm sure it tastes great. It's you can so, go have that at Chili's or Applebee's if you want to. Probably. No, it'd be called like. A, also, a, hey, wait, 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 Chris, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, shit. For those of you guys who don't know. I like to cook, and I'm I. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, you bastard! You already know where I'm going. <laughs> I like to cook a lot, and I'm pretty good at it. Um, to the point where, like, uh, no girl I've ever dated has wanted to cook for me after I've made for them a dinner. And 
like I make all the holiday dinners at home for my family, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever. Everything looks good growing up. I wanted to be a chef. There's two chefs in my family on my mom's side that I was, I was close with. I went to cooking camps as a young lad. I wanted to go to culinary school instead of college, but my dad talked me out. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that's all to say. I, I like to post pictures of my food on my Instagram story because I'm a basic bitch sometimes. Chris will respond to my story being like, man, Applebee's really stepped up their game. Or I didn't know Cracker Barrel made food like that. That is a surefire way to just – I, I, I want to like snap my phone in half <laughs> when I see that. I, I don't even know how to respond to Chris because on the inside, I just want to launch a – 10 minute personal verbal attack on Chris, which is easy, but I mean, it's not, it's a low hanging fruit, Mike. No, but see, I'll just start making things up. It won't even actually be anything based in reality. <laughs> I will start fabricating elaborate stories about you in my head to make myself feel better. I'm but trying to find usually, usually, I just said like a sad face emoji and I leave it at that. This one, so one of them, Mike, on Sunday posted a breakfast spread, and it looked lovely. And I responded, uh-huh. Denny's is killing it today. And he just responded to the message with an angry face emoji. And then <laughs> he posted one on Saturday night, and um, I asked if Chili's had olives on their menu. And he said, fuck you, and I uh-huh. said, I love you so much. Um <laughs> And I just do it periodically because usually if we're, if we're, if we're speaking our truths, usually the times of the evening, which Mike posts these, I'm usually lethally stoned and it's like eight or 9 PM. So I'm usually pretty high. And so I'm just like, I'm feeling a little mischievous. I'm feeling a little, little silly and quirky. Uh, and I just a little trolling. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just going to poke a little fun at Mike. Cause they all look, the meals look fucking incredible. Dude. Like <laughs> they look so good. So we both yeah. know this is not even like. If- well, but you also you also know I'm I'm very opinionated about food. Oh, you are, and, and you yeah. <laughs> you know one message. I'm over in my living room stewing. I can't even eat. I gotta throw all the food out. <laughs> I start freaking out. I just feed it to the dog instead. <laughs> like this isn't good. This isn't yeah, good. Fuck this. I won't he said do- my food looked like it belongs in a Chili's. I won't do it anymore. I've done it three times. No, it makes times. me giggle. It I makes mean, me giggle. Because you did like a pasta one, and that's when I was like, I didn't know Domino's yeah. had pasta on their menu. Yet. Yeah, yeah, that, that <laughs> shit hurt. You fucking, you got so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's it's all in good fun. I'll start posting food so you can make fun of it. I don't want to see your microwaved chicken. Dude, I love to cook, Mike. Yeah, sure, sure, sure you do. I bet you just put salt and pepper on your chicken, you blast in the oven for 86 minutes. My brother comes out. I grew up morbidly obese, (laughs) and all I watched was the food. That doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean shit. (laughs) I grew up only, I've watched every season of Chopped, so hand to God. That's a a good show. I'm obsessed with the Food Network. I grew up fat, and I didn't have friends. All I did was cook and Me neither. I just played video games. See, I, I would cook occasionally. I more so just wanted to order pizza and um, eat like frozen cheeseburgers that my mom got at Costco. Ooh, okay, and, and and play Call of Duty. Well, like I, I started like cooking exclusively for myself. I think by the time I turned sixteen is when I like started going fairly independent. But I've been living on my own for seven years now, and I just yeah. was like, well, I'm gonna. I knew how to cook before. But once I started living on my own, I could actually afford food, like good quality food and ingredients. I was like, if I'm like I. 
in most cases, make every free meal that I eat because I'm like, this is just more enjoyable to me. I've, I've started doing that because also the food selection where I live, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say exactly where I live. I live in the boonies. I live in the mountains of Appalachia. That's where There's nothing to eat here. There's just fucking nothing to eat here. It's uh, unironically like the best food we have here is literally like a Cracker Barrel. Like that, that caliber of food, like free meal before I started cooking, everything was typically just fast food. Yeah. And then I just wasn't being fulfilled by that. No. So I started cooking all my free meals and it's way better. Now, uh, the guys at the, the butcher, like counter in like this local health food store, they know who I am. It's pretty sick. Cause, uh, I don't think there's a lot of dudes like me trolling around the, the health food store. No. And I come in usually Friday and Saturday to come get steaks. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point now where if I pick something that they don't like, they'll uh, they'll pull something out of the back for me. Oh shit! They're like, Big Mike is here. Big Mike is yeah, here. Yeah, we actually have never exchanged names. It's just I I like sit there and chat with them. I tell them how I'm going to prepare things, what I'm going to make with it. I think they appreciate that, dude. I love. I feel as if you and I both are just very much the duality of man. You know why is that? Because we both look like felons, but then sit there and talk to people about like sous vide things. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, like I caught myself using the word divine yesterday while I was in the grocery Very store, nice. and nice. I I also look as if I might have just gotten out of prison. So people looked at me real yeah. confused. They were like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Yeah, I I feel like generally looking at me. um, you would not expect me to have the uh, career slash education that I have, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm cool with it. No, that's um, I, I. I don't have the education that you have, but don't do it. I don't. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I don't think that I could. There's not enough Adderall on this planet to let me focus through school. Um, <laughs> but I just, it's really nice when people are like, "Oh, you don't sell drugs for a living?" I'm like, "No, I." Yeah. Like, actually, I own a business. I own a couple like, of them. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, no, when I flew back from D.C., I sat beside the lead cardiologist of University of Chicago, and beside him was, like, a criminal defense attorney from Texas. And uh, they were, like, I was just talking to him and everything. And I look like a whole sack of shit as I yeah. – my airport attire is incredibly just bummy. I'm also yes. slightly hungover, so I'm like really gross. Like I wore my sunglasses the entire flight, like a fucking douchebag. Oh my god! Like you're on the Hangover, the movie. Yeah, like dude, I was hurting. I was hurting real bad. And don't drink, kids. Don't drink. Don't drink. Don't drink. And so I'm just sitting there, like just uncomfortable. And they're we're t- I'm talking to them, asking them questions. They're like, "What do you do for a living?" And I was like, "I'm a business owner." <laughs> <laughs> And then I explained what I did, and they were both like, oh, cool. And I could tell that they were not remotely impressed. <laughs> I, I kind of like when I go through the airport, um, especially, like, when I get priority checking – or priority boarding, rather, yeah. over these guys that are literally in suits. And they're like, don't mind me, just in my sweatpants and my beanie Gang looking like, a, like an actual criminal just – Rolling through, I'm going to go sit in business class. <laughs> you know what felt really good when I went on this flight? Because, so, I'm growing a mullet right now. And we're actually making good progress in the back. And um, the flight that I got, I couldn't take a carry-on. So, I just did a checked bag. 
So I'm going through. Dude, check bag is gangster. That's all I do now. It's the only way to go. Carry-ons are weird, yeah. in my opinion. And so yeah. I'm going through airport security. And again, like I'm only carrying what I can in my hands and my pockets. But my sweatpants, my camo ones, they're too big yeah. in the way. So if I put anything in the pockets, they immediately just like fall to my knees, basically. So I'm yeah, like, nice. holding all my shit. I've got my sunglasses on again like a fuck. And I walk up to the like lady to check your ID. And the first thing she asked if I was if I was a recording artist in Nashville, and I did not hesitate to lie to her. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately was like, "Yes, ma'am, I am. Thank you so." And I just kept it pushing, dude. Like, I live, I live for being mysterious in airports. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to to be fair, that's not exactly a lie. We are recording right now, we, we and. Art is very subjective. What is art? You know, we could we could enter we could enter into like a three hour philosophical discussion right now about what art is. So I I personally don't think you lied. I just think there was a a distortion of reality uh, in in terms. I really appreciate you supporting my toxicity. It makes me happy. Yeah, no, I'm just supporting your your lying habits. Well, it's like it was just in the moment. I couldn't even hesitate to be like, no, well, actually, what I do, like, I'm in the line. Like, she's checking my ID. She's like, are you a recording artist? And I just went, yes, ma'am. I am. And I just kept moving. Like, I didn't even. I didn't even <laughs> it, it was just like a like I flinched and just it, it spewed out yeah. because I knew that's what she wanted me to say as well. So the people pleaser me was like, absolutely. So now yeah. she's going to go home and tell it she, that she saw some recording artist, and she it made her whole yeah. thing, right. Just, just um, if she doesn't like, maybe a, a better actually, not a lie. Still, <laughs> still technically not a lie. Okay. Just tell her you're a producer because that it's people don't know the music producers nearly as much as they know the artists. Yeah. Just tell her you're a producer. You you produce a podcast. I do every, produce a podcast. Every every eighteen business days when we drop one for the four to four to six people that listen. Yeah, yeah, for for our loyal listeners. Yes. Yeah, it's it's the two of the listens are from me and Chris. Every um, week. one is probably my mother, and then someone probably just randomly plays the podcast by accident for yeah. about ten minutes, and they're like, "What the fuck is this? Like, who the fuck are these guys? The collective." Um, yeah, we're we're up to four and a half stars, um, as I can guess where the negative ratings whom has left those i hope that you're yeah, listening a little um, trolling a yeah. little trolling I going on I, I, it's not hard to guess who they are we both no know. yeah yeah um, <laughs> fucking idiots but uh um, you think you're slick yeah so you ain't gonna i don't give a fuck bro i don't care about the four and a half <laughs> Um, we will be on Apple. I do still need you ADHD. Oh, I need I need to fix the the, the logo, don't yeah. I? Yeah, because the pixel rate. It's like Apple. I will let you guys know. The only reason we're not on Apple Podcasts right the second is they are very, very finicky, and there are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through to actually be approved as a podcast on there. So that's why we're just on Spotify, like poor people, because they will let anybody. Okay. They'll let anybody be a podcast as long as you yeah. have like all the paperwork in order. Um, yeah. Whereas, as long as you submit a file, Spotify will let you on. Yeah, like as far as Apple goes, you basically need like five references and a credit score over eight hundred for them to approve you. So, yeah. That's but anyways, Mike, thirty-five minutes in, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chris and I, we both have been doing a lot of traveling recently. Yep. Um, I've been going back and forth from uh, where I live, just all around for different trips. Some, some work, some personal. Uh, the past few weeks, I have a lot of travel coming up. Um, some driving, some flying, 
really it's it's kind of all over. Chris had just done some traveling. Uh, I'm sure this summer he's going to be doing a lot with competition season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to talk about just ways you can stay on track because um, there's more than one way to do it when you're when you're traveling. Um, so probably first thing first, I, I'm probably talking about diet because I think that's where most people run into issues. There's kind of two ways you can play it, and it's going to depend a bit on your your mode of transportation. So, or rather, there's probably three ways you can play it. Mm-hmm. You can either stick to your meal plan totally, and you batch cook all your food, freeze some of it, put it in a cooler, throw it in the car, and drive with you. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, other things you can do... You can look at maybe a meal prep service and get it sent to your Airbnb or your hotel, uh, have your food for the week. That also works. Or if you're doing like a lot of road tripping, you know, leaning into things like uh, protein shakes, beef jerky, nuts, cheese, fruit, rice cakes, things like that are also like really viable options. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I don't suggest you do because I've done it. I'm sure Chris has done it. I'm sure you're listening, you've done this, is not pack anything. Yeah. Because um, it's just going to be expensive. You're going to eat dog shit food. You're probably not going to feel awesome. Um, and your macro is going to be totally out of whack. And while I'm not suggesting, like, if you're on a family vacation to just eat a strict meal plan, like, I would never suggest that unless you're in prep. If you're in prep, suck it up. Yeah. Um, but – Let's say you're going out for breakfast and dinner each day. If you're a bodybuilder, you're probably used to eating five or six meals. Um, if you're going out with like your family and they're normal people, they're probably just going to want to go out for two meals a day, maybe have a light snack in the afternoon. You're going to want to have some food on hand um, to, to keep things at least somewhat normal. Yeah, because you're – I will say in most cases – on vacation, you're only, you're more likely to undereat than overeat. Yeah, depending on yeah, and you, calorically where you're at, right? Like obviously, yeah, some people yeah, yeah. depends. Like I actually just had an example of that. My client Grant Stevens, he um he went to New Orleans for a weekend, long weekend, and he, nice dude. I'm nice. Not, New Orleans is so fun. some good food down there. Yeah, and so I I kind of have like a couple different rules of thumb with my people, but Grant's not uh, prepping for a show, right? But he does treat his diet he takes it very seriously, dude. This guy does not miss. Like he's basically a competitor, but he just, he's not on stage yet. So he's super lean right now. Like he's peeled and, but he's always meticulous. Like for the last year and a half that I've coached him, he's been very meticulous. And so I told him like, I gave him some parameters because it made him feel more comfortable. But I told him, I was like, dude, like it's your vacation. You're with loved ones. At the end of the day, th- that needs to matter more. It's four days, right? It's a drop in the bucket with how much progress he's made. So right. I just gave him the parameters. Like let's do, cause his meal plan is five meals a day. I said, let's try to get three of our meals in roughly. Right. And then mm-hmm. one to two meals, depending on, I was like, eat around your hunger cues. Like don't, if you're not hungry, you don't have to eat, but if you're hungry, eat until you're full and satisfied. And just eat what you want, right? And I was like, alcohol-wise, like, enjoy yourself. Like, he asked for parameters around that as well. And I was like, let's stick to, like, clear liquor, seltzers, sugar-free mixers. Try not to overdo it. Like, but enjoy yourself. And lo and behold, he checked in this week, and he actually lost three-quarters of a pound. And he's just more. Yeah. Because he did exactly that. I told him, like, usually my rules for most people is I tell them, I'm like, you can be as strict 
or as loose with this as you feel most comfortable, because I don't want you going into a trip anxious about rig- being rigid, but I also don't want you because some people need that structure and some people don't. So I'm like, you need to decide what your is most conducive for your mental health and what's going to make you the happiest and enjoy this trip the most. If you want me to, to give you a rule book and tell you to do something, I will. If you just want to enjoy yourself, I will give you a, just things to avoid and then you can kind of make whatever you want of it. But my two biggest rules with people is make sure you hydrate and just walk yeah. around. Like don't yeah. like, you don't have to work out if you don't want to. Me personally, when I go on trips, I always oh. find destination gyms to train at. So like, I'm going to train probably two times that I'm on a trip, like maybe three times. Yeah. Usually in most cases, like when I went to new Orleans, I trained every day that I was there. Cause I found a really sick gym and I just included it in my schedule but walk around, make sure you're hydrating properly. And then let's aim for like a protein goal. Like make sure that we're doing a lean protein with every meal. And beyond that, it is ultimately your prerogative as to how strict or rigid you choose to be. Right. Yeah. But, agreed. but most people tend to under eat. And then I think that's ultimately kind of what affects body composition or their perception because they under hydrate. So they're going to be more fluid retentive. Then they eat two gut bomb meals. So then they get inflamed because their digestion's fucked up. There's also a sodium influx, which sodium's not a bad thing, but massive influxes of it are not great. And then they come back and they're like, dude, I look like shit. I'm like, it's not body fat. It's literally fluid retention. It's inflammation, which is also fluid fat. And then also like if you're not training, you know, uh, part part of the one of the or a couple of the byproducts of training is you have some like increased nitrogen retention um, and that helps with, you know, vascularity and muscle fullness, as well as you have increased rates of glycogen synthesis, which obviously is going to help with um, looking full. So if you're not training, which whatever, that's fine. Like if you're on vacation, be on vacation. Yeah. Um, if you want to train, cool, but you definitely don't have to. But that's also going to contribute to not being as as full looking. So you're going to have that decreased nitrogen. You're going to have to decrease glycogen so that you're going to look flat. And then you're going to have this increased water weight. So you're also going to look soft. So you're going to look flat. You're going to look soft. And you're going to beat yourself up about it, which is unnecessary. Within like a week of return to the normal plan, you're going to look back to normal. Yeah. Um, it's not a good idea to come back from vacation and be like, well, Time to jump on the stair mill and do 80 minutes of cardio today and only eat, you know, protein and veggies and that's it. Don't do that. Just get back to the normal plan. Things will normalize. Yeah. You're not losing any muscle in a week. You're not going to gain significant fat. In a week. Yeah. Like you, you have to eat in such a vast surplus to put on body fat that rapidly, especially if it's like a, just a weekend trip. Like granted, like I've yeah. probably eaten at a, at a level where I've done that before, but like, even then, I just what I just have my athletes do is like the plan's not going to change week one. I'm not going to punish you. We're probably just going to increase water Fuck by no. a quarter gallon a day for the next four days, and you'll flush all the excess fluid retention off, and then we'll be fine. Like diet breaks, I schedule intentionally with my people, so it's like this is actually benefiting you because we're dropping some fatigue. Yeah, pulling out of training if you choose to pull out for a couple days, which again, a couple days is a drop in the bucket. And then you're eating up a little bit potentially in a slight surplus. And then we're just going to push you right back to where you were before. And like 10 times out of 10, they improve. Like, yeah, it's the, the, the only thing is just 
for those of you guys listening, don't beat yourself up. Like that kind of shit, the drop off of fatigue only works if you are psychologically okay with taking a break. Yes. If you are taking your break and the whole time you're freaking out, like, holy shit, I'm losing my gains. I'm getting fat. I'm going to be so weak. I'm going to, it's, it's a moot point now. And now you're shooting yourself in the foot and you're burning the candle from both ends. So don't, if you're someone like that anyway, when you're not in prep, you probably need to work on that. Yeah. I'm no, uh, you know, psychologist or psychiatrist. I, I don't have any kind of formal training in mental health stuff, but if uh, one to two days of being off, three days being off, four days being off every once in a while derails you, you need to work on that. Work on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I've always said that, like, I think in most cases, like this is there, there are obviously exceptions to what I'm about to say, but in most cases, the cortisol production that is tied to this is going to be more detrimental than potentially what you could do in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're going to have to eat pretty hard. Like some, like I said, I've got people like I've got people who are eating in their base diet to just hold in a maintenance phase, like 700 grams of carbs right now. Like you go on a vacation, you are going to have to push it to eat out yeah. into a surplus at that point. If metabolically you are in that position currently. Like you're, yeah. you're going to have to put in work period. Yeah. And as, as far as a muscle detraining thing, we know the rate of decay for, for muscle mass, it's about 15 to 20 days of total bed rest to see meaningful decay in true muscle tissue. Um, some of the neurological aspects of training, we do see drop off in like three to five days of, of no training, but you know, what drops off in three to five days also comes back at a very similar rate. Um, and keep in mind, that is with total bed rest. Um, you're obviously on vacation. You're probably not checking into, like, uh, a medically induced coma for a weekend. At least I hope not. You're probably up and moving around and walking and, you know, seeing the sights. Yeah, your muscle's not going anywhere. No. Um, you might feel a little weak your first few days back. That's to be expected. Don't let it spook you. Yeah. Just get back to the plant. It'll normalize. That's more of like a, like a central nervous thing than anything. It's not like you're, you're actually losing strength because strength is ultimately a skill. It's just like your body neurologically has to remember to adapt to these movements and weight, like load again. Yeah. It's like, Oh I yeah. Forgot yeah. Yeah. This. It's it's all neurological stuff. Yeah. It's like, give it, give it two, two or three sessions and you'll be fine. Like, I'll use myself as, as an example. I took, like I said, I took three weeks, nearly a month off of training due to being sick. And I trained this week and I trained back a couple days ago. I was within 85 to 90% of my usual weight that I blow yeah. that I use. And it felt, I mean, like my first warm ups, I was like, okay, Jesus Christ. But then once I got like ready, mentally prepared for my top sets, it was like, I'd just taken a few days off. Like it's not going to disappear. Right. And like, to also just over, to throw it in the mix, this is 80 to 90%, 85 to 90% of my working weight. When two months ago I was, I had a, a good, like I had androgens in my system, whereas now I currently yeah. do not. So we can even throw that variable in the mix. Like I'm on TRT and I can still within 10% range of my working weights from a month ago when I was not on TRT. So 
it's it's just a mindset thing. It's a frame of mind, but it goes back to it, right? And that's where I think we come in as coaches. You know, I coach, you know, 40 people. I have 40 different approaches. So there's 40 different approaches that someone might, that, that can be taken as far as what you need when it comes to like, let's say a vacation or traveling or whatever those things may be. Like I work with a lot of people on the road. So one thing that I always tell people, like I worked on the road myself and that's where I learned a lot of these things. Like you can buy a space heater on Amazon that plugs into a nine volt in your car charger and it will, you put a meal in it and it will heat the meal up to a certain temperature and just keep it there for as long as you need. So I use that a lot Mm -hmm. when I was on the road. A lot of times it's hard, it's harder to find now, but a lot of times like most travel stops, like large gas stations that have like, like a love or a pilot, yeah, something like yeah, that. They're going to have microwaves. And if they don't, you can tell them you have dietary restrictions and they, there's a microwave there for you. Right. Yeah. They got it in the break room or yeah, something. Then in most cases, if you're sweet and nice and kind, they'll let you use it. If not, you just, you know, move on. I've also eat your food cold. If you have to, I've eaten cold. You meals. Gotta... I've eaten cold meals. Yeah. I, I tell the story every time. So I used to work in crawl spaces. So I worked underneath houses for a for a number number of years and it sucked okay and i remember i was in a crawl space in june in 2021 in a town called carthage tennessee which is bumfuck nowhere and i was encapsulating a crawl space by myself i'm in this crawl space because it's a little bit colder in a crawl space than it is outside during the summertime so i'm in this crawl space with my headlamp on and i'm eating a bowl of cold spaghetti with my hands because I had forgotten a fork. And in that moment, I realized that all I cared about was bodybuilding. Like you can be as deranged as you want to be in the sport and it is okay. Cold meals, if you cook them right, actually aren't bad. Like I can't say I've ever had like one of my meals cold and been like, man, that sucked. You know, um, it's better than no meal, it's better than no meal. Right. But then it goes back to it. It's like how I try to set up my plans is I include the whole food sourcing for each meal. I include the macronutrients. So I try to yeah. teach my people how over time, how to track macros and how to make those play calls. And they also have access to text me or email me if they have questions. So I have people, you know, if someone travels, I'm like, Hey man, if you're at a place, a restaurant, you, you send me a picture of the menu, right? If you don't feel comfortable like making a play call, send a picture of the menu. But that being said, if you have a meal of, you know, ground beef and potato and a veggie, most sit down restaurants, you can find a steak, a potato and a vegetable, right? Yeah. I would say all restaurants that you sit down at for the most part. Little, little, uh, little free game for you guys. If you go to the Wendy's drive through, you can get the grilled chicken sandwich, ask for no sauce on it and a plain baked potato on the side. Just toss the bun from the, the sandwich, eat the chicken or if you need the carbs of the bun, who cares? Yeah. The chicken, it's just a grilled chicken breast. Mm-hmm. So you can get grilled chicken and a baked potato on the run. Yep. A little Diet Coke, you're good to go. Yep. You know, you can eat, you can eat, like, you You might not like it, but you can eat the chicken breast with your hand while you're driving. You can eat the baked potato with your hand while you're driving. Oh, I've done it. And then you got an ice cold fountain Diet Coke to wash it all down with. It's easy. Like a doctor. It's easy. Bro, you, I always yeah. say it. I go back to it. I'm big on it. Pack a turkey sandwich. You can, yeah. you can swap the macronutrients and it's going to work very similarly as long as you digest bread well. But yeah. if you know, okay, I'm going to be on the road. I don't want to eat chicken and rice, whatever. Okay. If the macronutrients are included. You go on my fitness pal, you figure out how much turkey, how much bread, like obviously two slices, simple math. 
And then like condiment wise, if you need out of fat source, avocado, almonds, those type, you can find the almonds at any gas station, right? Right. There are ways, if you just do a little bit of homework, you like, it takes, it will take 30 minutes the night before your trip to sit down at most, at most and map out what you need to do. If you say, I want to pack a couple of meals, but then I want to stop and eat somewhere, figure out where you want to stop and eat and look at the menu or just when you're there, make that judgment call. It is in this day and age with the resources available, especially if you do have a coach, uh, it is nearly impossible to be unsuccessful, no matter what you're doing. I've had too many transformations. I worked with a guy named Sam who was a traveling foreman in the Midwest for a concrete crew. And so his means of food, cooking equipment, and training changed every week. Every week that he checked in with me, he would tell me what he had access to. He would say, I I have a kitchen or I don't have a kitchen. I have a gym or I have a hotel gym. I have this, I have that. And every week, after a while, we basically made, we just constructed a plan over the span. We worked together for about a year where it just got to the point where he knew, okay, if we're in this equipment access range, we're doing plan A or we're doing plan B or plan C. And he lost 40 pounds still very successfully, right? And was still able to train. Mm. I think he added like 45 pounds to his one rep max on deadlift. I'll have to go back and look because it's been a couple of years. But because here's the ultimate variable of all of this, Sam chose to be successful no matter the cost and the variables thrown at him. He did not care. That's all it takes. And again, I tell people, you can, if you want to make those excuses, you're more than welcome to. If the sky was too blue and the grass was too green, fuck it. Don't follow the plan. Just understand that it's hindering you from being successful. That is ultimately your prerogative. That is your choosing of if you want to choose mediocrity or if you want to continue to choose progression. It's that simple. Yep. It's all it requires is some, some extra effort on your hand uh, and it'll work out. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as a coach, I'm obviously a resource to help, but at the same rate, I do tell people like you are an adult and if I do this for myself, then you can do it for yourself too. I will be here to hold your hand and guide you through it. But if you stop at a gas station and you know you need 30 grams of protein and 40 grams of carbs, you can easily buy uh, a protein shake and a Rice Krispie Treat and you will be successful. It will work. Yeah. I would rather, it's like levels of success, right? Uh, or going from optimal to practical, right? And we kind of scale down as we go. Yeah. Like following the plan is going to be the most optimal route and then we can kind of make Decisions, like we said, packing, different food sourcing ourselves, knowing what restaurants to stop at, knowing what to get at a gas station. All of these are still going to be better than going, you know what, we're going to stop at KFC on the way, or we're going to stop and get a fucking pizza or something ignorant that you know that is not going to work. And I don't, again, I'm looking at it from a caloric value standpoint, but I'm also looking at it from just more of a digestive perspective. Like food quality that's all it is. as well. That's all I care about. Like at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and split hairs with somebody who's traveling on their exact macros. If they were within a certain percentage of variance, it's more of, okay, why did you choose to eat a block of fucking cheese with this meal? And why, why that's why we're bloated and constipated for four days. That's, yeah. that's where I'm like, no, we're not, we're going to try to find it at least like you should know as long as you followed a plan for a little bit, how to make mature decisions as far as food sourcing goes wherever you sit down where i've been doing this for so long it's kind of ingrained in me when i go out to eat i like to pick things that i know aren't going to hurt my tum tum you know 
I just like want to yeah. pick something that I'm going to eat and enjoy, but then not hate myself for three hours later. Over time, you just learn like it's better to make the better decision because you're not going to feel like shit all day from it. I would rather not feel yeah. shit all day. And if you're going out to eat, go to one of those those corporate steakhouses or those like chain steakhouses. Yeah. You'll be good. Get a, get a steak and a potato. You know, if you're feeling if you're feeling crazy, get the seafood tower. You're nuts. Yeah, rip a gram, dude. Rip a gram right now. Just do it. Yeah, why not? It's fun. You're traveling. Expense the trip onto your company, Tom. You had to eat at the Palm. You had to get the $200 uh, seafood tower, you know, chilled lobster, chilled oysters, all that. A, you, you have to. It was a meeting. We had to talk, you know? That's, yeah, it was a meeting with me, myself, and I, the three most important people that I know. All my personalities had to meet up real quick and kind of talk <laughs> yeah. about everything. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it, it is ultimately, like, it's too easy at this point. And I've done it. Like I went, when I went to new Orleans in 2022, I was on prep and I made it work and I still was yeah. able to like go to a concert that I want to go to and sightsee and enjoy new Orleans and experience it all while I was on yeah. prep. And it was, I, was say, I have a, I have a couple trips that I'm going to be going on while I'm on prep, but just know, uh, I got to prepare ahead and don't be a fucking asshole when I go out to eat. If I got to eat, I probably won't go out to eat because I'm kind of too crazy. Yeah. When I'm in prep, I, I, I only want to eat what's exactly on my meal plan. A- another option we didn't even talk about too is like, and I've done this before, um, which I am affiliated with a meal prep company, but I, I'll, I've i literally shipped my meals ahead of time to my destination. It's it's like you didn't even listen to me. I probably did. I brought that up. No, you probably did. It's okay. That's it. Yeah, no, I, I did mention that. That's a good That's a good option but for most it's people. It's too easy. It's like... It's yeah, you get vacuum sealed, well cooked. Tastes better than what I'm making at home. Like a, it, it, it's good. With the company that I use, like I lit, like with their tracking info. Do you have an affiliate code? Plug it away. Plug it away. I do so Plug it's it. Zilla Meals. I love the owners to death. Um, they are actually they both compete in bodybuilding, so they actually do weigh out their foods when they prepare them. As I know, certain meal prep companies that don't weigh shit. Um, so it's Zilla Meals. It's code Legs. That's it. Or legs ship need free shipping. Um, but you can literally like set it up and you can even message Jordan and be like, Hey, I'm going to be at this place. I need it there by 2 PM. And they will make sure that it is shipped and delivered at the exact time that you need it there. Maybe, maybe I'll be doing that when I travel. They're awesome. Cause I have, I have a couple of trips. Like, so I'm going to Texas. I'm going to Florida. I have to go to New York. I got a lot of shit coming up. Uh, I think, the month, the month of April, I think I'm gone every single weekend. I think May, I'm gone two weekends. June, I'm gone every weekend. Jesus. Well, yeah. What's nice, too, is they can also, and part of why I like them, like if you go to the website, again, it's an op, it's, a, it's a situation of like there's no reason you can't be successful. What I usually do is I just, instead of like emailing them my specific meals, because you can do that and say, I need eight meals of X amount, X amount, X amount, whatever. I just order everything in bulk. Right. So like oh yeah, that's what I would do. A steak and a pound of chicken and a pound of potatoes and whatever else. Yeah. Usually I don't do their rice because I just go to whatever grocery store and I just buy or I just bring if I'm driving I bring my rice cooker with me. That's the one thing I yeah, don't gangster. Dude. I don't I bring the rice cooker with me. I just too. don't like to reheat rice in most cases. No, it's I don't like it either. It never turns out that good. Well, so so some some fun fact, there's actually um called this thing called resistant starches on rice once it cools down. Um, and 
resistant starches are very difficult for your stomach to to break down. That's why they're called resistant because they resist the acid um, in your stomach. And so some people who get gastric issues with rice, typically you find one, they're probably not chewing it enough. That is more common than you think. Mm -hmm. But also if they're batch cooking their rice and it's not staying warm and they're putting it in the fridge, it's not good. So I suggest, I don't know what rice cooker you have, Chris, but if you're listening to the podcast, if you're a bodybuilder, you're eating rice four or five, six times a day forever, buy a nice rice cooker, throw the Walmart rice cooker out, go on Amazon. You're going to buy the Zoji Rushi rice cooker. <laughs> it's Z-O-J-I-R-U-S-H-I. It's the only one that you should be spending money on. Yeah, it's 200 bucks. Get it together. You can find a way to make that work. <laughs> it's getting, you look at me crazy, but you will never have every, every single person that has come into my house has had rice out of my rice cooker without fail. Has I've seen rice these rice cookers. Yet. I know why. Okay. Yes. I can. Yeah. yeah. They sing you a little lullaby. When you turn it on, they sing twinkle, twinkle, little star to you when you click the start button. And then when it's over, it sings you another nice little song and it'll keep your rice warm for like three days. You, I don't take it out of my rice cooker. Yeah. I cook the rice. Also, please wash your rice, rinse God damn it. your rice. Rinse your rice. Yeah. Uh, minimum three times. Yeah. Bare minimum, you got to rinse it three you, times. You want Rinse it till the water's clear. I was going to say, until the water's clear, it will help your digestion yeah. more than anything. Take this. Well, and it just it tastes, tastes better. better. But it's it's washing off all the excess better. starch, right? And so it's like it's going to help yeah. you come. And um, it's like take the four minutes to rinse it. Just get personal yeah. with your rice. Get in there. Clean yeah, her up. get in there. You you agitate it with your hands. Yeah, it, you want some cool water over it. Don't wash it with hot water. If you wash it with hot water, you can start cooking it. Your rice is going to be shit. Yeah, cold water, wash it with cool water. Agitate it with your hands. Get personal with it, and then you yeah. you will, talk about your day. Yeah, you just vent to the rice because it feels like texturally, it's a fun thing. It's rinse yeah. your fucking rice. Yeah, please for easy. Christ. But yeah. So that's what I like to do, right? I'll order my stuff in bulk. You know, of course, you know, one of my meals is oatmeal and protein powder. So it's like, that's easy to bring. And then one meal is a shake and cereal post-workout. So I have like two or three whole meals that I just have to prepare. I just order the exact amount of everything that I need. I bring it. I bring my food scale and lo and fucking behold, I'm still following a meal plan just somewhere else. Another good move uh, for those of you guys who don't know. I don't like to go inside the grocery store. I like to Instacart all my food. Actually, we all you might hear my dog barking here in about 10 minutes. I should be getting an Instacart order uh, dropped off on my porch momentarily. But you can put someone else's address in your Instacart and order ahead of time. So, like, let's say I'm going to Chris's house. I could put Chris's address in, put my order in, and I'll show up to Chris's house my groceries will be on the porch waiting for me. Or you just what a great way to stay on track. I don't even have to pack anything. It's just there when I show up. But I'm also the lovely host that would have just preemptively gotten your groceries already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I know. Because that's my I'm just I, I'm just using it as an I do get nervy to go into grocery stores as well, but it is my one moment of social interaction. So it's kind of like I get dressed to go to the grocery store now. Oh, me too. But uh, I only get dressed if I'm going into Target. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to look nice in Target. Yeah, you have to. You don't know who you're going to But see. if I'm going into like – yeah, exactly. If I'm just going into Kroger, I'm not going to – well, one, I'm just not going into the grocery store. I'm just not 
It's 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 a waste of my time. The bougie Kroger that I go to, they sell furniture and clothes. If that like that's what it's the like hell? A mega Kroger. It's so sick, dude. And so I I have to look respectable there. You know. I, yeah, I you do. My, Otherwise, you're gonna throw you out. I put on my nicest shirt and tie, and I go in there, uh, and it's. I put on my nicest Goodwill T-shirt. Yes, you know me so well. <laughs> I put on my clean 4XL Goodwill T-shirt. Yeah, and then I put on my clean 4XL Carhartt shirt that I got from Tractor Supply. No, I also get those from Kroger. They sell them at Kroger too. They sell Carhartt at this Kroger. Oh, it's awesome. I, I get I get mine from Tractor Supply. Where I get all my beanies from is TSL, dude. They have all the yeah. cool colors. That's why I got my lavender. Beanie. Same, dude. Just to yeah, get supreme at TSL, bro. <laughs> Some of us don't have money like that, dude. But no, I put on my. Well, how about you quit worrying about getting your funny up and you get your money up? How about that, Chris? <laughs> don't get in your feels. There ain't no money there, bro. Ain't no money in the feels. No, but again, like I said, it's 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 too it's too easy at this point. You just do a little bit of homework and you just really put your best foot forward when it comes to. Yeah, if, if you have a planned trip, there's really no reason to. To be fucked you off should. totally. You should. And granted, like, again, like, I have, like, when I'm in the off season and I'm traveling, dude, I'm not. Just say, if your plan is to be totally fucked off, that is your plan. And sometimes that that's okay with me. Like, if you're going on a, a trip with your family, it's like a resort, you whatever, check in with me in a week. I, don't care. I just had a client go to, to India for a week. Yeah. She, fucking cool, dude. This is baller. Shout out Ellen. Yeah. She... Booked a solo trip by herself for a week to India wow. just because she wanted to go on a trip. That's cool. That's fucking so that sick. Very- but she was asking me about stuff before she went. Like, what about my diet? I was like, hey, enjoy your time in India. Eat the food there. We'll come back, take a week to get back on the plane, and then you'll check in with me. Yeah, that's it. And we'll be we'll be good. That's all it takes, man. It's just like it, yeah. it, it is ultimately your prerogative. If you're in show prep, good fucking luck. You have no other option. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, if you're in show prep, uh, you're staying on the you're plane. On the plane. plane. I do not care. I, there's no. I have no yeah. grace in that world. You will do what you need to do to be successful. Uh, but outside of that, again, I always tell people like in my life, like as I've gotten older in this sport, uh, as the old man that I am, and I've lost a lot of loved ones in the in the most recent years, I've learned that the time spent with others matters more. At the end of the day, creating those memories matters more than. Yeah, than the than food, the food. Than the gym. gym. Right now, granted, like a lot yeah. of my loved ones are equally invested in the gym, so it is our time together. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah, me as well. You know, like when I was talking about when I went to DC and we discussed training together, it was part because it was at a, like a gym that I wanted to go to and I wanted to hang out with you. Obviously, that didn't work out, but it's like that was a part of the idea. It was like, I want to train, but it's more importantly making the memories, right? And visiting a new gym. Yeah, like hanging yeah. out. And so that's how I approach it, where it's like, I'd rather like, like with my with my parents, you know, I'm in, in at my in my hometown right now visiting. Like, I'm not going to not eat with my parents. Like, granted, they eat pretty clean, right? Like, my dad loves to grill. My mom cooks very clean as well. I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Well, my meal plan says I'm supposed to do this. I'm going to eat what I think so I'm supposed to. I'm going to eat responsibly, and I'm going to enjoy time with my fucking family because that matters more right now. Eat like an adult. Yeah, that matters more right now. Right now, if I was four weeks out from a show, different story. If I'm at any different, weeks out yeah. from a show, I'm 
Yeah. If you're counting weeks to a show, you're staying on the yeah, plan. Yeah. And my parents are good about that too. Like I've come in before on prep and I just tell them what I need and they, and, and they will like, my dad will grill the chicken breast that I need. He will do He'll let me do everything that I need to do. But in the, in the nice. context of just in general life, like when I go visit my family in West Virginia, my grandparents, I don't give a fuck what's put in front of me. Oh, grandpa. Yeah, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to be mean to me, Okay. She makes, Hell she no. makes biscuits and gravy. I'm eating biscuits and gravy because again, the time yeah. with them is precious to me. It matters so much. The same with my friends. Like I'm not going to, I'm just in a position now where I feel comfortable in making those decisions. If I'm with loved ones, like my best friends, if I'm on a trip, like when I went to DC, I'm not going to sit there and be like, I wonder how much proteins in this meal. You know, like, do I need more? Pro- I, I don't no. care because I also didn't, Gorge the whole weekend, so I didn't come back looking worse. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. But it's not also going on vacation isn't an eating competition, right? Like, having a free meal while we're on the subject, having a free meal isn't an eating challenge. Yeah, it's a free meal, it's a meal. It's not, uh, you know, two appetizers, a basket of bread, an entree, and you and your, you know, your friend split three desserts. No, that's not a free meal. That's a binge, bro. I like. And I used to be that guy. And then I was wondering why it was hindering progress. But it's like. The, yeah. Why does my tummy hurt for four My tum tum's upset. Um, I throwed up. Yeah. So my my rule that I give my <laughs> athletes is in, in most cases, I'll actually have them do their free meal as their second to last meal. And I always tell them if by the time your next, last meal is supposed to be eaten and you followed what I tell, which I tell them go on a 10 minute walk after each after that meal, yada, yada, yada. If you get to your last meal and you are painfully full, you have overdone your free meal. It's the easiest way to yeah. teach somebody. Yeah, I always say like if you feel bloated or distended after your free meal, it was too much. That's what I'm saying. Like it's too much. Like you shouldn't like a free meal should not be let me do four burgers and see what happens. It should be like let's let's be reasonable. Let's have a burger. A burger. Yes. A burger. Now I about but not from five guys. From five guys, I'm taking away your free meal. He will take away your free meal. He doesn't even coach yeah. me, and he took mine away after that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like that's what I'm saying. It's like don't don't go to either extreme. There is a such thing as balance in this crazy world of fitness. So help me God, it's just finding that and and again whatever makes yeah. your neurotic brain happy, do it. Right, it will be okay. It's a couple right. of days. That's all. Right. Yeah. Mike, any wisdom? Well, um, yeah, close closing thoughts. Don't eat five guys. Yeah. Don't bake sushi. Yeah. Um, so make good choices about your food. Don't be crazy. Yeah. Communicate with your coach. Um, commu- yeah, communicate with your coach. Yeah. Um, a- another one, a little out of left field here. Buy a bidet. Install a bidet in your toilet. Yes. 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 And get a squatty potty. Do both of them. I, your, your, I need to get your body will thank you later. I need to do that. I don't have a squatty potty. Bidet, yes. You should get one. Absolutely. Get one. And don't get the cheap plastic one. Don't get the cheap plastic squatty potty. Get the one that's made out of bamboo. <laughs> Trust me. I've had both. I've had both. I've only kept one, and it's been the bamboo one. Get the bamboo. You're one. the bougiest, nice. bougiest bitch that I've ever met in my life. Look, I work hard so I can you, buy. No, nice you've earned stuff. everything that you have. I, so I believe me, you have earned it all. But you are so. <laughs> you're like, listen, you need to buy this. It's seven thousand dollars. You will have to finance for it. 
but the APR is not that bad. <laughs> yeah, they will hard check your credit. They will, it will ding your credit score. It will score. ding by about 30 points. It will be worth it. I promise you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're like, buy this espresso maker. It's $900. And only fans to fund this project. Yeah, me. You probably to no surprise, Chris. Any kind of like premium subscription service <laughs> that of anything, I have it. I have Canva Premium, Spotify. I have YouTube Premium oh now. God. I got Hulu. Are <laughs> rich, rich dude? What the? Fuck? Well, I, it's just you know, time is money, and the more time that I spend watching ads, the less money I make. That's, I mean, it's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> dude, oh my God, I love it. I love it. You were like. I feel extra with some of my subscriptions, and you make me feel normal. Uh, yeah, I'm disgusting. Awesome. Is what I am. You've earned it. So that's in my advice: buy it all, and buy the best. You'll figure it out. Yeah, buy once, cry once. That's what you I'm know, saying, dude. Like, listen, we can't. They can't bury us with our money, bro. Right? Yeah, but they will bury me in my supreme beanies. I swear to God, dude, I'm putting it in my will. Like, I'm putting me in a beanie when I die. It's all, it's all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my hair. I'm gonna be bald anyway. I I don't think I will. I'm pretty, I will. Dude, be. I'm fortunate. The mullet is coming in so strong, dude. For me, it's not. You would think it's androgen induced alopecia. Yeah. But for me, it's uh, stress induced. Damn, the mullet is right. coming in, dude. It's only been like two or three months. Dude, my my hair didn't start falling out until I started my PhD, Damn. and then my hairline. And he said, we're retreating. We're calling for backup. Fall back. <laughs> we're out. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, been, I've been fortunate. I have grown my hair out every show prep. I actually uh, am in the process of formulating my own topical for hair growth. I was, I was talking to a compounding pharmacy, but they turned me down for two reasons. Um, I told them the formulation I want, and then they looked at one of the compounds, and it's so it's not FDA approved for hair loss treatment, but it's uh, FDA. They have a secondary uh, approval called safe for human use. Okay. So it's safe for human use, but not approved for, for hair loss treatment. So they couldn't use that. And then also they asked me um, for my medical license and a proof of me owning my own practice. And I was like, <laughs> I don't have either of those. <laughs> so so you now I'm going to be homebrewing my own hair loss treatment in my bathroom. Probably. They said, so you want me to lie is what you're telling me. You know? <laughs> yeah. I said, I will, I will go on Alibaba. I will find someone to make me a fake medical license just so I can make a hair loss cream for myself. Just do finasteride and injectable biotin. No, please, please, please. It's deeper than that. It's deeper. But don't, I, 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 I will start going into a deep rant about hair loss okay. right now. And I, we can say that for another, save it for another podcast. Cause I am, I am intrigued, yeah. but I, I've, I have known one person to have actually nearly reversed his balding using injectable biotin and finasteride together. Uh, there's better options. I imagine there are. That's just, a, that's as far as yeah. my, cause again, I, I, I say this as a person who unfortunately lacks empathy in this current situation. I have never had to, deal with hair loss yeah mine's not bad yeah. it's just i noticed my hairline it's receding a bit i'd rather get in front oh, of, of course yeah this is a this is very much a proactive thing you can't react yeah yeah if you if your shit's already gone it's it's a that's a whole nother battle yeah, yeah i mean you, you the only option is hair plugs at that point like that's it 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to Thailand anyway to get my tits done, get my gyno taken off. Maybe I'll get a couple of hair plugs. Just a couple of them, dude. That'd be sick. But you also yeah. have, you do have the play, too, where like you can grow such an extravagant beard. So you could rock bald if you needed to, right? I was bald previously. I shaved my head during the pandemic yeah. because I get my hair cut every yeah. week. And I had to start foregoing the weekly haircut, and it drove me crazy. Um, so I was bald, but then my my mother, my my sweet sweet mother, told me I looked like a skinhead. That's not something you ever want to hear from your mom. I've been told that before in my days of a shaved head, as I've shaved it many yeah. times, and the whole blonde hair, blue eyed thing doesn't necessarily help my situation. Yeah, my mom just said. Uh, Muscular guys with long beards, bald heads, and tattoos look like they say not nice things about racial minorities. Yeah. And they said, you're correct. That is what I look like. I'll grow my hair. Yeah, right again. that's part of why I'm great. I'm going to a mullet, which is questionable in that gray zone. Yeah, yeah. It, it just You just look like a less sophisticated racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm Every time I go get my hair cut, I'm like, dude, this shit looks so ignorant, and I love it. I love it. Well, it's once you get to like Theo Vaughn level mullet, you'll be okay. I, then people will realize. I might get to meet Theo Vaughn, dude. Yeah. What? So one of my clients, Dalton, who's the professional wrestler, is actually great friends with him, and he's coming. Theo's coming to his next match, and now Dalton, can I come, yeah, dude? Well, I want to come. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll text okay. Dalton about it. Right. So I might meet Theo. Okay. Um, which I'm like, so I'm not, now I'm like, we should get him on the pod. Dude, I, I'll Just make kidding. it. He would never. We can't afford can't him. Afford <laughs> I can. Actually, we could take out a bank loan. Dude, I will find it. I will. Yeah, I'll take out a mortgage <laughs> that I don't have to pay this dude. Like, I don't. Yeah, I can. I can write you a fake deed. To <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Um, no, but now I'm just like really self conscious that my mullet's not going to be ready in time. You know, because it's like it's like a baby. You're with the mullet king, dude. The mullet king, and then Dalton also. Dalton has like a permed mullet. It's sick. Okay, mine Mm. is like in the baby. Like we know what I'm going for, and it doesn't look bad. But comparatively, if I'm in the same room as them, I look like a chump. Yeah, you just have to wear a hat always. I mean, when do I not? I get my haircut. I get my haircut the day I get my haircut. I don't wear a hat. I put on a hat the next day, and it doesn't come off till my next haircut. Yeah. So, but yeah. On that note, um, DHT right, blocking sir. shampoo proactively, uh, please. Dude, I haven't shampooed my hair since December of 2022. Wow, that's yeah. something. It's the healthiest it's ever been. Interesting. I shampoo mine t- yeah. once a week. That's I do okay. once a week. I mean, I'll- my hair is just it got really dry after I took Accutane. Ah, that's what it is. Accutane is a hell yeah. of a drug. It is. I'm fortunate yeah. I didn't have to take it. I don't deal with acne either. Um, that's my gift. Um, Pretty based. It's yeah. So uh, wash your hair once a week. Uh, change out your pillowcases frequently if you do battle acne. Um, we love and thank all of three of you who listen to us. Um, we know that our absence obviously was detrimental to you. So we are back. We are back, our babies. Yes. Um, Please leave us a five star review, not a one star like some of you bitch boys have on Spotify. Uh, refer us <laughs> to your friends, family, maybe not your parents. They probably don't want to hear this. Uh, no, tell your mom. Tell your, tell mom. your mom. She might want to hear this. Um, tell her I said what's yeah, up. We'll, I'll text her. Um, post <laughs> us on Instagram. Tag us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, 
reach out to us. Mike, where can they find you? Yeah, my Instagram, it's at mike.ryan.white. I've been actually posting shit again. I've been posting some informative yes, very stuff. Very good. So if you want to learn, uh, I will be posting yeah. there. So, and you can find me on Instagram at cp.legs, or you can email me at trainedbycp at gmail.com. Um, soon to be dietrying.com as well. That will be at the end of the month. Um, and on that note, thank you for listening to the most feral episode thus far. And until next time, <laughs> thank you for listening to the collective.